0: Welcome back to the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Luna. Thanks for listening to this episode. Today, we are gonna talk about last weekend, which was just, literally it's Tuesday as I'm recording this, so a couple days ago. Went out fishing and took out a couple people that hit me up on Instagram, and I'm just gonna tell you about the day, and then we'll just talk about a few other things. So stay tuned, let's get into today's episode. So last Saturday and Sunday, um, I had a couple people hit me up on Instagram wanting to go fishing, so we worked out the details, and um, I took one one guy out on Saturday, took another guy out on Sunday. Um, the fishing was not good, but we managed to put fish in a boat. And um, on the first day, we managed to get um, his name was David his first ever drop shot fish, so that was pretty cool. We kind of focused on learning how to fish the drop shot, you know. The the lake we were fishing at, Samacinney, it's got a lot of trees in it, so I was trying to guide him through how to fish the trees, how to make sure you don't lose contact with the bottom or whatever cover you're fishing through. You know, Have that bait come up over that tree limb and let it get back down on the other side because there's literally just trees everywhere. And um, we just fished hard all day and um, had a good time overall. So that was pretty cool, it was, it was nice to get out there, teach David some new stuff and um, get some fish in the boat. The next day I took out Ivan and um, we had a little bit better day out there at the lake and um, there's breakers all over the place, but they are not easy to catch. I know a lot of places in the country you can throw topwater baits and catch them or just throw you know different swim baits and catch them, but where I live, that is not the case. The bait is so tiny that you have to get super creative and um, just think way outside the box in order to catch them. I threw some of my staple baits and um, they didn't work. Um, Some things that I usually have no problem catching those breakers with just did not work out. So I tried a little fly and um, managed one. I don't even know if it really ate it or not. I think I just got right on the boil at the right time and and it might've actually snagged the fish. I'm not exactly sure because um, it was hooked outside the mouth. I don't know if the fish just spun on it and when that, that fly ended up hitting the water, it just found it and it just kind of coincidentally hooked it. I don't know, but um, I got one that way, but I, I couldn't catch them consistently, which is frustrating because those are fish that you want to catch. Those fish are actively feeding and are super aggressive. So if you can catch those fish and figure out a way to do it, you can load the boat pretty quick. So we were fishing the drop shot and Carolina rig and Ivan managed to catch some drop shot fish and um, I found this area and I just was kind of trolling kind of quick and it just looked right for a Carolina rig. So while Ivan was fishing, I rigged up a Carolina rig for him and um, told him how to fish it, told him how to drag it, um, just got a little bit into depth on how to fish the Carolina rig. And right away he ends up getting smoked. I'm standing there watching him fish and. I can just see the bite, the rod bend and you know that that tap tap kind of a thing where you just see that that fish bite. And um, he does it right, sets the hook, gets that fish in the boat. So he was pretty pumped about catching his first Carolina rig fish and um, you know, that's that's the main thing as I want I wanted the guys to have a good time fishing. I wanted them to catch fish and I wanted them to learn something and I know that on both days of these trips the guys managed to learn some new stuff. So over time I've done probably a total of three trips like this, um, it's not something that I've planned on doing but I've had people you know, just ask and we worked out the details and made something happen and I think all three times the guys have uh, learned some new stuff, caught some fish and um, had a good time. So those are the, the three main things that I wanna focus on and, and make sure happen when people come fishing with me is I want them to catch fish, I want them to have a good time and I wanna be able to teach them something I feel like that's the whole point of them coming out and fishing with me and I think I've been successful so far so um that's that's pretty cool you guys know that it's winter time or it's fall right now but we're going into winter and for those areas that don't freeze over if I've got listeners that live up in the northeast and in the northern part of the country where where it freezes um you guys are going to be iced out here soon but for everyone else that can fish year-round whether it's really really cold outside or or it's manageable all all year long you know that the Alabama rig bite is um, in its prime in those winter cold water months where the fish are you know chasing those shad there's some areas of the country where you know the shad are gonna die off a little bit and that that a rig bites probably gonna go away a little bit but but you guys know that this is the time where the Alabama rig is gonna shine when those fish are really focusing on the on the shad and um, chasing those and chasing those bait balls around. And one thing that I'm gonna be doing here soon is I am gonna be making my own Alabama rig using some dual molds products. Um, I got some dual molds products in the mail the other day. I've got everything to make the Alabama rigs. I have the wire forms, I have the molds, I have swim bait, jig head molds. Um, I got the hooks, I got the blades for the Alabama rig. I got a bunch of different stuff. So soon, I'm gonna be going through and showing you guys how to make your own Alabama rigs if you want to. Um, There's a ton of different Alabama rigs on the market. Um, I've played around with making Alabama rigs in the past and wasn't very successful, but Do It Mold has you hooked up. They have it so it's super easy for you to make your own Alabama rig. Um, They have a lead head on the front of it and then you connect all your different components Very easily, it's got the swivels and the snaps already on there, so basically all you gotta do is buy the mold, buy the wire forms, and you're good to go. I'm gonna do a pretty basic Alabama rig for my video, and one that I modify um, with some blades and some different stuff on it that I think you guys will get a kick out of. And then there's also different laws all over the country, like California, it's a three-hook law where you can have as many wires coming off the bait as you want, but you can only have three actual hooks on it. And then I know out in Arizona and Nevada, I believe it's a two hook law, so you can only have two baits with hooks on it. Everything else has to either be dummy baits or blades or whatever. So I'm gonna show you guys how I modify to meet the laws where I live and fish. So I think that'll be kind of a cool video. It's probably gonna be a longer video and then I'm also gonna write up a blog for Dual Molds as well so it can go up on their website. So um, you can check that out as well or check out the video um, or both, I think that'd be cool, show some support for the content that I put up on the Dual Molds blog. Um, I'm trying to do some stuff for them to um, put up on their blog, try to put some videos out on their Instagram channel and put out videos um, talking about the different products that they have on my YouTube channel. So I'm looking forward to doing that um, Alabama rig project I hope you guys check it out once it's ready to go. So while I'm recording this, it is November and I probably am not going to be fishing nearly as much as I have the past couple years going into 2020. Um, I've spent a lot of money over the past few years fishing all these pro-am tournaments and uh, my finishes haven't been that good. So I haven't been able to cash checks and pay um, those expenses off. I have had some awesome sponsor support this past year. That's really helped me out and definitely helped me fish more of these events than I would have in 2019. But going forward in 2020, I'm gonna have to slow down a little bit. I'm still gonna be fishing, but I just don't know how many tournaments I'm actually gonna fish. I know for a fact I will be fishing the One Bass US Open out of Lake Mead again next October. It's crazy that we're talking about that already, but literally I had to put my deposit in and um, about a week after the event was over, I was still kind of like depressed over my finish and I'm having to, go and put my deposit in for for 2020 so literally like a year in advance i am locked in i have my spot for the 2020 one bass us open Um, obviously i love that lake i love that tournament so i'm looking forward to that but it's a ways off but in the meantime between then and now i don't know what's in store i don't know what i'm gonna be fishing Um, if i can't get out of town and fish some of these pro-ams i will fish some events here locally around me Um, i have some things in mind and as it gets closer, we'll talk about it. But, you know, it it's just tough. This stuff's expensive. I mean, you have various entry fee amounts for these Pro-Ams, anything from basically, you know, $800 to $1,000 to $1,600 to $1,700, $1,900. There's just a big range of entry fees that are associated with these events. And then you have hotel costs, you have gas, which, you'd be surprised how much you actually spend in gas. I mean, when you're in California and gas is $4 a gallon and it takes you two, three tanks of gas to get where you're going and then factor in 100 bucks in gas a day in your boat and you're at this place for a week, you know, it just starts adding up day after day after day spending this money. And um, I'm not complaining. It's super fun. I love doing it. But eventually you have to slow down because if you're not cashing checks and you're not, able to at least break even on these tournaments you're you're going into debt or you're spending a lot of money on on fishing and you're not getting really much back in return so it's just something that eventually you're going to have to slow down and that's what 2020 is going to be about so i'm going to slow down as long as um nothing awesome comes through in terms of sponsor money or something like that that really makes it feasible for me to do this stuff but um it's just Fishing is an expensive sport, guys. I mean, you guys know, you see these boat prices, um, you have boat payments, you have tackle, you have rods, you have line, you have all the different stuff that goes into just fishing day to day, whether you're fishing on a weekend or you're fishing in a tournament, then you go tournament fishing and you have all those extra expenses outside of tackle and launch fees and all these different things. It just adds up very, very quickly And um, I'm bummed that that's just the decision that I had to make for 2020, but it's the right decision. Um, I gotta put some more focus in on the family time and all that, but I will still be fishing. I will still be putting out content. I will still be doing this podcast. Um, It's just not gonna be so tournament focused in 2020 by the way things look right now. But I think you guys are still gonna enjoy the content that gets put out there. And I'm still excited to go fishing next year. So that's gonna do it for today's episode. I really appreciate you guys listening in today. Um, I hope the audio was good quality for you guys. I'm literally doing this while I'm driving, so I know that the audio is not gonna be as good as it could be or as good as other podcasts, but I'm trying to do what I can to put out as much content and the best content that I can, and I gotta take advantage of the time while I'm driving to record this stuff. So I hope you got some value out of today's episode or you just liked hearing about some things I have going on Um, But I want to hear back from you guys. I want to hear back from the podcast listeners. I want to know what you guys would like to hear about. If you just want to hear about my opinions on different news that's going on out in the fishing world, or if there's some like how to content that you'd like to hear me um, talk about or YouTube or Instagram stuff, I'm open for ideas. Um, I just want to put out stuff that you guys find valuable, so please contact me whether that's on Instagram or Facebook or email me whatever let me know what you guys want to hear and I will do the best I can to um, get back to you and put out content over topics that you guys want to hear about Um, it could be anything I just want to know what you guys want to hear and what will keep you listening to my podcast so thanks again for listening to today's episode I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for the next one Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I wanna to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I wanna fish professionally and make a living doing it. And I can't do that on my own. So if you guys wanna support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides. So I wanna let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash Luna fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out, all you got to do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass seed. talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are so thanks again for listening i appreciate it